0: Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina
1: and Gannette. And today we have on our episode a very, very special guest, Marit from Blended Family Frappe. Woo!
0: Very exciting.
1: Hi, girlfriend.
2: What's up? Eh? Woo! <laughs> hey, ladies. Finally, at last we meet. I yes. know. So <laughs> excited about
0: this. We've been playing friends on the Instagram for a while now, and now we finally get <laughs> to be real friends. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. I know. I know. We're, to- we're totally soul sisters. Yes, we <laughs> are.
0: <laughs> so many ways. So, for our listeners if you don't already follow, uh you probably should. Um but uh I don't know if how many of your followers or our followers know about your background. So we're just going to kind of start there if you want to um take it on with how you how long you've been a stepmom, what's your story? Sure, my story. (laughs) Remind me how long is this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Just
2: kidding. Um, So the short version, I was actually thinking about this since I'm like, I'm gonna ask my story. Everyone has asked me my story, and I thought, what is the shortest version of the story? Is I met my husband Dan. He had a daughter who was the same age as my daughter, and I thought, yeah, I love kids. How much different can dating someone with a kid be? And then like. (laughs) <laughs> the shit hit the fan for like 10 straight years and then we kind of looked at each other like wow what just happened <laughs> so that's that's the short version I've been a stepmom since um oh I think we just entered year 15 Damn. so
0: a while I'm a lifer and, and how how uh, old are my, your step how's your stepdaughter and she's my stepdaughter and my bio
2: daughter are both 21 now so we've finally entered the light at the end of the tunnel of legal adulthood. <laughs> Ew, <okay>. um, <laughs> um, but when I, you know, when I met her, she was almost seven and my daughter was seven. So wow. yeah,
0: it's been, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that is great about your situation is we get a lot of questions about what it's like to raise teenagers right. and Gannett and I are not yet there. <laughs> So (laughs) how was it like, you know, dealing with the teenage phase with setting rules with all of that, like working with your because I imagine it was a different dynamic when you have your biological daughter Mm -hmm. and parenting styles along with your husband, you know, how does, you know, as much as you can tell us in 45 minutes. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
2: um, right. Well, on, on the upside, we'd already been had a lot, a lot of friction about our different parenting styles mm-hmm. <laughs> before they were teenagers, so that was nothing new. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, by the by the time uh, the kids hit teenagerhood, we were on long distance custody by then. Mm-hmm. So I think in in some ways it was easier for us mm-hmm. because it wasn't an every other week situation. However, I will say that when the classic Kind of stuff came up with like the not wanting to do the visitation and wanting to change the custody schedule. my, my stepdaughter wanted to see us less because mm-hmm. you know she wanted know, hey, you want to spend time with your friends and stuff. Sure. It, was a, it was a lot harder for us to deal with um, and we were definitely not as flexible I think as you might be on 50/50 about that kind of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Although like for the most part I'm not I'm not a, a personally a fan of kids picking their own custody schedules, but I do think that once the kids get older, I think you do have to be slightly more flexible, but I don't know. Like, like, there's not, there's not, I don't have, I don't have a firm answer. It was really, I mean, it was hard, but for sure the brunt fell on primary custody parent of Mm -hmm. her mom. Mm -hmm.
3: Um,
2: And what was your relationship like? What was your relationship (laughs) like with her?
3: Terrible, (laughs)
2: terrible. Um, Very high conflict. We dealt with parental alienation. We dealt with a lot of, conflict between houses just a lot of um uh everything bad was our fault everything mm-hmm. good was credited to her
3: mm-hmm.
2: um I mean you know it's such a complex dynamic I hardly even know how to go into depth about it in mm-hmm. a short amount of time but no yeah of course um, just, we see a lot of it not, on your feed just <laughs> not, yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> so it just it was really complicated and it was really hard um, and the hardest thing I think was feeling like it, well, getting made into the bad guys mm-hmm. for every damn thing when we're trying to do the right thing, just right. really hard and, and never ending and never ending, just absolutely never ending. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about like self care and protecting yourself and all that stuff that do you find something that was helpful for you through those more difficult times? And, um, you know, I really, uh, honestly, I really didn't. I
2: really, I just had a complete, <laughs> like, I just completely collapsed. Mm-hmm. But that is exactly why I'm such an advocate now for boundaries and needing to protect yourself. I just, I really didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, mental health, like, I, you know, I have mental health stuff already, but uh, before becoming a stepmom, I have an anxiety disorder and, I had depression in college. So like that stuff wasn't new to me, mm-hmm. but the constant stress of step-parenting just ramped everything up to 11. Yep. And without having because before step-parenting, before I became a stepmom, everything was I was like super functional, everything super manageable, didn't seem like a big deal, and I just really didn't understand. And I think most people don't until they're in the middle of it how much constant stress just fucks you up like you just don't know you just don't know Mm -hmm. and um one of the things i dan and i my husband dan and i say is you know like unless you were an expert in mental health and boundaries and like the symptoms of verbal abuse ptsd and the family court system and how custody works and how lawyers work, there's just no way you could be prepared Mm -hmm, for the situation that we found ourselves in. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's only, that's like the short list, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I really, um, I did finally, I did finally disengage, but when I did, it was very much out of self-preservation and not out of a a greater understanding of Mm -hmm. the concept of disengaging the way I understand it now. Mm -hmm. And I sort of kind of stumbled into it by accident. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw things improving in our house, I was like, oh, say, I'm <laughs> on to something here. Um, Keep
3: that up. It just,
2: yeah, yeah. And it just, it was so counterintuitive to me that stepping back and trying less would be better for our family mm-hmm. and could be could improve my relationship with my stepdaughter or just goes against every single thing that I believed mm-hmm. and um so that was that was really eye-opening and I've been and I'm a complete research junkie and I think now you know now that we're at the, there really isn't conflict between houses anymore and uh you know the, the kids are legal adults so, so now we kind of have the time and space to just look back and say what was that yeah. and try to process it and understand how did we get there how can I help other people from not ending up where where we both ended up mm-hmm. which is how blended my prepay was born mm-hmm. so um so learning more about it it's it's just really been interesting to see like yeah my instincts were right but but to understand why my instincts were right and to understand how we ended up where we did which was not good I mean it wasn't it wasn't good like our marriage was a disaster and our family was a disaster and I mean everything everything was a
0: disaster Yeah, (laughs) but you made it through
2: (laughs) yeah yeah there is light at the other end i sometimes I'm yeah I, it wasn't easy mm-hmm. I definitely questioned I definitely questioned whether saying was the right decision yeah. so It was hard too because I'm you know I wasn't the only person in that dynamic so I had the relationship between my daughter and my husband mm-hmm. was this really beautiful beautiful thing and I just could not bring myself to to take that away from her because she really needed her her, her biological dad is pretty absent they don't have a great relationship and just mm-hmm. by his own choice he just isn't isn't particularly involved and so to have Dan around full time and Dan was like this unbelievable he's like a dad on a sitcom like he <sighs> would scoop both girls at, like one on each shoulder Aww. and you I mean you've never met a more patient guy in your life like he's just un, this unbelievable like a caricature of a dad Aww, so I so felt like yeah, I just couldn't, I just kind of couldn't bring myself to take that away from her. Yeah. And I also felt like, well, what are the chances I'm going to find a guy who checkmarks everything on my wish list, but doesn't have this one thing, like this baggage, you right. know? Mm-hmm. What? Are, I mean, come on. So, mm, yes. anyway. Can yeah. I ask, Mara,
1: um, when you said you decided to disengage, what did that look like for you?
2: Initially, it looked like me it just, um, kind of shutting down emotionally, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a very common way to initially disengage. And later on, I kind of understood that as, as I, as I understood more about the concept of disengaging, um, it, it turned more into recognizing that I just couldn't I didn't have control over what, um, so like for an example, Dan say uh, not returning emails fast enough. Oh
0: oh, yeah, fuck. So you this. my number one frustration. Oh my God. (laughs) Just email the bitch back. Oh my God. I'm like, okay,
2: we know we're dealing with someone who has a, rage issues. Oh. We know we're in active custody conflict and have been for years, like active litigation. Mm-hmm. Why? Why Why give her something to tug at? Yeah. Why? And and why do you want it there? Why would you want it hovering over your head yeah. like constantly, you know? Ah. Uh, So, and I just, I don't get that. I am definitely the organizer of the two of us. Like I'm the family calendar keeper. Dan calls me me the keeper of all things important.
3: Uh So it's
2: really frustrating for me to feel like there's loose ends and things aren't getting handled. And, um, yeah. So, and then one day, yeah. So then, and then one day I was like, yeah, but, you know, it's his relationship with her. Yeah. OK, so if you're choosing to make it harder on yourself, I think I think I probably did at some point show down with him and say something like, mm-hmm. you know, if you choose to not follow my advice, I am not going to be supportive when it blows up. In exactly. Your OK, like, so that's just, what I
0: wanted to just to let you know. That's what I wanted to <laughs> ask you, because yes. here's what here's what my husband and I do where we share an email account. And so on my phone, mm-hmm. I can just pull up the email that's awaiting a reply and I will write a draft and be okay, like, yeah. Hey, uh, jerk face, will you <laughs> like review this? Right. Will you review this email? And if it's good to go, just press send because, and I feel like I'm enabling him in a lot of ways by doing that. Yep. But then it yep. like gives me some relief to know that it's at least in there. And then most of the time, like I'll just read it to him and he'll be like, yep, that's great. Send it. But like me, yeah. if I were to just not do that at all. Like I would, that's yeah. that whole piece of if something doesn't get done or if we're like negotiating date swaps or we're trying to remind her that something, you know, all this stuff. And then I always feel like, well, I'm going to have to be a part of picking up the pieces if that shit doesn't get communicated. Right. And I don't want to do yep. that. Right. Ugh. Right.
2: I completely, compl- yeah. yeah. Like if you're not the one handling it, then, then everything falls apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I totally, Yeah, I get it. Here's what I I realized. Me being the person who kept things from falling apart made it worse for longer. Mm. Every time I came in to bail Dan out and try to protect him from the consequences of his own actions and inactions, I extended the conflict. Mm. Me personally. Mm. I did that. If he would have, if I would have gotten out of the way and not... um, And I guess, you know, and my, like, even, even with the best of intentions, like when we met, he had the weirdest custody schedule. Like it was every other weekend, but sometimes one weekday night, but then it like alternated Mm. and flipped over. Like it was really a weird, it wasn't an official schedule because in the paperwork he was supposed to have her 50 50. And so we would have these conversations where I would say, well, you know, if it's supposed to be fifty-fifty, then why don't you have her fifty-fifty? And he'd be like, "Oh well, you know, her mom thinks that she needs more time, and it will be too hard for her, and you know, to adjust." And I'm like, "Well, it doesn't matter. That's what the paperwork says. Everyone agreed to it, and like, it's not easy for anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you, I don't know." And so, just like <clears throat> he found out, it was probably like a year of us. he didn't really hammer on him because we had just started going out. And, um, but it was probably about a year of me saying that before he finally, like, I, maybe he went to a lawyer or maybe just went to the, but not, I don't remember exactly what he did, but he found out the judge told him, said, you know, it's a good thing that you, you came in just under the wire on this because if we don't, and I don't know what the the laws are elsewhere. This was in Nevada
3: mm. at
2: the time. And so, and the judge told him, if you had continued giving up your, um, giving up your custody time none of the visitation time would have become legally enforceable
3: mm-hmm. because oh. you were
2: not yourself enforcing your own legal visitation mm-hmm. and it was just kind of this so if I would have gotten out of the way earlier on that I mean not that particularly because I'm an advocate for for visitation but just as an example like that would have been a hard lesson to learn yeah. but he never would have had to like learn it again do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, and it just ended up that it really wasn't until I took myself out of the middle and said, okay, like handle it how you're going to handle it, which is harder. I mean, it's so much, so much harder than, than I, you know, I, it's like beyond hard. I cannot, I cannot express in words how hard it is because I had to let go of my vision for the family that I wanted us mm-hmm. to have too. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I wasn't makers making sacrifices. You know, I had, I, I wanted a real family. Like mm-hmm. I always plan on having more kids, and um, he'd been snipped, so that was off the table, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm making sacrifices for us, so this is the family that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously going to fight for us tooth and nail, and so it was a very, very hard for me um, to let go of that, mm-hmm. and, um, but also to recognize that, you know what, really doesn't matter how you word the email. Yeah. really doesn't matter when you send it when you're dealing with someone who is so unreasonable as to use their child as a weapon against you, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. cannot reason with them. Yeah. And sending the email two days sooner isn't gonna change that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. you're know, like, you know, we wanna believe it will. We wanna believe there's some answer. Like if I do it differently, if I can just get through to mm-hmm. my husband, how important this is, if I can just get him to handle it like this, if I can get him to parent his kid like this, then everything will be fine, right. then I won't be stressed out, and then we'll be a real family. Mm-hmm. If I can and control
0: all of the variables that are right. not within my control,
2: <laughs> right. everything will be great. <laughs> <If> I, <laughs>
0: right, exactly, exactly,
2: and it sounds silly when you say it like that, mm-hmm. but honestly, that's what our brains are telling us. Yeah, absolutely, and, so, so
0: and I, I, make me, I make excuses, I make excuses like for the email thing or or, you know, where I'm like, well, I want to email, uh, you know, right away. So we're setting a precedent and an expectation on what we want, you know, her to do. And my husband just looks at me like, girl, <laughs> you're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to, my behavior isn't going to change her behavior. Like that's, you know, so right. yeah. it's not, it's
2: not. And it's, I just, I really wish that I would have understood that sooner because then I would have, reclaimed more mental energy for myself and my daughter Mm -hmm. who I'm trying to raise Mm -hmm. and um, just I think that that would have I know I know 100% that would have significantly reduced conflict between houses or at least it would have reduced how affected I was Mm -hmm. and just things like um, you know like as another example I don't know if you guys ever run into this situation because I feel like both your your stuff kids are pretty little still but things like um like, you have plans with the stepkid, Like, oh, when, when you come, we're going to do whatever special mm-hmm. thing. We're going to go see whatever movie. Mm-hmm. And then, for whatever reason, probably maybe because your husband is a dumbass who <laughs> didn't check with you ahead of time, <sighs> agrees to some kind of a last-minute schedule, like, visitation change, mm-hmm. even when he didn't legally have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even though it's not according to the orders. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like, what am I supposed to like? And And then my answer... To that, which happened c- constantly, I mean, probably like weekly for years, was to just scramble and hustle and be like, okay, okay, we can still make it work. We can still make mm-hmm. it work. Like, I'll rearrange these
0: Bend over 12 other things. It'll to be, not disappoint. still be this
2: really special thing. Like, it'll still be whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but in hindsight, if I would have just said, okay, well, my daughter and I are still going, so I'm sorry yeah. that you made that decision that my stepdaughter isn't going to be joining us but that's your decision that you made.
0: Right. And that's, you yeah. know,
2: like to me that is I, I really think, just like,
0: I think having my daughter has kind of forced me to do that. Um, mm-hmm. where before we had my daughter, it was like, okay, you know, well how about we wait to go here until we have him? Or how about we wait to go do this until we have him? And now that I have my daughter, yeah you know, my you're hus- just
2: always waiting.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I've had to yeah. tell my husband, especially around the holidays and when certain things happen or whatever, I have to tell my husband, I'm like, um, no, like we're not going to just play because there were, I think there, I think there was one time where we were like, yeah, let's wait to go see this movie until we have him, And then we get him and then right. he's already seen it. And we're like, right. Ugh, A, okay. classic. A classic move. Yeah. 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 That's,
2: yep, that definitely happened to us too, that exact scenario. And, you know, and it's just, man, you can't, we have this idea. Again, we're doing it from the best intentions. Like, mm-hmm. well, I want it to be fun family time and I want to have these bonding activities and whatever. But what really ends up happening is we're just putting our lives on permanent hold until yeah. we're graced with the
0: presence of our stepkids. Mm-hmm. And, and that then puts there's disappointment. On, and, yeah, yeah, it just puts them
2: on this weird kind of special snowflake pedestal that is such a such a jacked dynamic for any family mm-hmm. you know and it, but, but but blended families particularly end up in exactly that scenario where you know we're just bending over backwards for these kids who yeah. show up sometimes and then act like they don't want to hang out with us yeah. <laughs> <And> it's just, <laughs> yeah it's just really it can end up really dysfunctional mm-hmm. so I, I think it's just important to type Set those boundaries, I and mean, yeah, I don't know. Take yourself out of the middle. Step parents, especially step moms, mm-hmm. end up in the middle so, like, oh, we're just the peacekeepers, and we want it to work, and
0: yeah. it's just we try so that hard. Balance. And
2: finding it's that finding balance. that balance is mm-hmm. the
0: trickiest part mm-hmm. of being a step parent, in my opinion. Um, how was the relationship between your daughter and your stepdaughter? I was just thinking about really? <laughs> because
1: yeah, I imagine there, in, uh, your your biological daughter
2: was impacted by some of these yeah, abrupt changes see, yeah interesting so my um, um, background my daughter has been begging me basically since birth for a little sister oh. so she was beyond excited like oh my god
3: <laughs> here
2: she is the little sister and my my daughter has she has a big personality and she's she is a lot. And she especially was a lot when she was younger. She's kind of mellowing with age a little bit, but she's she's a lot. And so I think and my stepdaughter was kinda of like, whoa there, buddy. Because <laughs> 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 she was she did not she was not interested. She did not want to share her dad mm-hmm. with us. She for sure, had jealousy issues that her dad was spending time with a little girl who wasn't her. Mm. Um, it, it was just a very, it was a very challenging situation, and the, and their, their personalities are just so different. Just could they could not be more different. Mm. Um, and then I, honest to God, have no idea what happened. But one time, I walked into the living room and they were like hanging out, oh. like friends.
0: How old? And i
2: would like when when did you become friends? And my daughter was like, I don't know. <laughs> it just like like really cash about it. And I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously they spent a ton of time together because we like went camping and looked together and things. But they just were never, there was just always this friction. And now they're just the buddies. And my stepdaughter, her mom is also remarried. So she has step siblings on mm. that side of the family as well. And she's told my daughter that she's the sister she's closest to, you, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yay!
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it
2: just—it just feels like such a weird magical thing that these girls who did not like each other for and I and I for years. I mean, they didn't get along for years, mm. and then all of a sudden, just almost overnight, between one—it was between one visitation weekend and the next. Just, I don't know what changed. Yeah. I still don't know what changed. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure I wish that I was I had like... an
1: answer for how to make that work. No, yeah. <laughs> they probably bonded over something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I don't I don't know. Um my daughter told me one time, it seems like a super mature answer for someone in like high school. I guess that was probably like high school by the time they started getting along and um And I asked her one time, like, how did you guys end up kind of being friends? And like a few years later, and she said, you know, I just decided to let her be her and let me be me. And I was like, whoa. Wow. Wow.
0: (laughs) Profound. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wise. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, Wow. That's great. uh,
0: So what's it like with your husband now after things have kind of like settled with, I don't know, like... Both kids being adults. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, 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 you kind of mentioned like, wow, what the hell was that? But is it, cause I feel like in any parenting situation, you know, we talk about putting your, your significant other first and focusing on that relationship. Um, mm. do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. He,
2: sorry, you, you broke up a little bit, but oh, I no. think you, you were just asking about putting the marriage first. Yeah.
0: What are your thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, it's really important. We were absolutely terrible at that. And, yes, it's extremely, (laughs) it's extremely important. Yeah, that was one of those things where we, um, again, your instincts are like, oh, you got to, you know, the kids and they're going through so much and we need to whatever, whatever. And um, we for sure, uh, both of us separately and together, sent very poor messages about. Uh, the importance of our relationship to, well, really to both kids, but particularly to my stepdaughter. Mm. And, in fact, I was just talking to um, a stepmom today in my DMs about, was it? Was it? Maybe it was on Facebook. Somewhere, (laughs) on some social platform. And I was just saying, you know, when you, she was saying that her stepdaughter just is super, has super mini wife syndrome, Mm. is super jealous when stepmom is around cannot handle, like, is possessive to the point of physical, like, physically will cling to her dad to prevent Mm. stepmom from coming close to him. And, like, and that was, that was, Almost exactly what, but um, I experienced as well. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know. And she said, well, you know what we've ended up doing is just on um, the weekends when he has her. I am just like, well, ha- have fun. <laughs> See ya when she heads back to her mom's because she just has made it so clear she doesn't want me around her.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
2: said, yeah, I I made that exact decision. Dan and I came to that exact conclusion, and, and you know what? It was it was it's one of my biggest regrets.
3: Mm-hmm. It is
2: the absolutely wrong thing to do. Because it's it's fine, you know, it's fine that she, her having mixed feelings is totally normal. Her acting like that is totally normal, sure. even if it's extreme. Still normal, but the response needs to be, I understand that you feel this way, but Stepmom isn't going anywhere. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. But then if, if your partner doesn't have your back on that, what can you really do? Yeah. So that's the second part of the equation is I, I would not have, I would not have, because I had that same conversation with Dan. I mean, like, okay, I'll see you okay, I'll see you next week then, you know, because it was just so, it was so unpleasant mm-hmm. to be around. It was not fun for anybody. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed so pointless, um, especially early in the relationship when, you know, who knew where it was going and how serious it was going to get. Um, and uh, for this girl I was talking to her, her husband was like, her boyfriend was like, oh, well, you know, it's a phase. And I'm like, yeah, it's a phase that can last literally for years. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need to step in on it. You can't just also, and then also by him not stepping in, he's sending the message, like we were sending this message to my stepdaughter that her feelings were more important exactly and it. that she was in charge of grown-up decisions, yep. of she was in charge of calling the shot of who daddy dates, mm-hmm. which she absolutely was not.
3: Mm-hmm. And that
2: is not a good message to send. Kids need to know that their parents are in charge. And it is, it is um, so many of these Parents of uh, divorced parents are just mega, mega guilt parenters. Right, yeah. And it, they don't understand that structure helps their children feel safe mm-hmm. and taken care of. And mm-hmm. it's not mean, it's what kids need. And, um, uh, I could, I could talk for hours just yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my, um, Sedan so is going to do, wants to do a workshop with me Ooh. called how to pull your head out when you don't even know what's up in there. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely <laughs> title. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't it perfect? <laughs> um, and he's because this is one of his major regrets too, where he's like, I just should have, you know, I should have come at the issue with compassion and firmness mm-hmm. like i'm I'm sorry you feel that way and i understand but you know no one can obviously take your place because it's not a competition because you're you're the daughter on an equal level right you're the daughter yep. yep. and so it's just really with the dynamics again are very yeah. very weird yeah and i so feel so like, like a,
0: to, a lot of stepmoms especially ones that send us dms and stuff are just that that um that push and pull between their, their partners and them and, you know, being viewed as a unit in front of the kids, even when it's, even when it's false, you know, like my husband and I do that occasionally where it's like, we're, um, actually disagreeing in the moment, but we just kind of look at each other and we, one of us makes a decision and then we talk about it later like because we, yeah. arguing about it in front of the kid or you know if like if I said yes to something and then my husband is it's just like okay now it's yes and then we'll just figure it out like because the kids yeah. need to know that you guys are on the same team and that there's community or else they'll use it to their advantage right
2: right right uh, They're yeah. smart. kids are so <laughs> I, this sounds some people get really mad when I say this but I'll like feel like you guys aren't those kinds of people so kids are massive manipulators i mean they're honestly from infancy they know exactly how yeah. i it's mean not survival. Largely, it's not like they're like super villains or anything right but biologically they absolutely understand get how to get people to do met. stuff yeah. for them because their survival depends on it mm-hmm. and that, that ability doesn't go away in childhood either they they their kids can be very emotionally manipulative and then mm-hmm like as a stepmom it, like don't you I, I feel I don't know if you guys did I kind of forget your situation because you all sound like you're you're close to your stepdaughter but um I don't know if you ever have run into the situation where she like kind of has dad wrapped around her finger
1: and Absolutely. she's like oh, yeah. of,
2: like turning turning dad against you a little bit like yeah. trying to play him against you and that kind she of that kind of shit she doesn't use
1: too much of the playing against but the having the daddy wrapped around her finger situation yeah. is definitely applicable. yeah and back to and what you said about the guilt and I think my husband definitely right. falls down that hole often and I have to
0: well and recenter him and not to speak for you but with your situation you often run into your husband feeling like, well, her mom is shitty, and you're amazing, so you are, you know, the guiding light for her, and Mm -hmm. he's, like, constantly pushing you to, yeah, yeah, go do those things with her, go Mm -hmm. take her to get her nails done, go Mm -hmm. be the mom that she doesn't have, and you're, like, hold up, yeah, 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 Yeah. Yeah. no
1: pressure, yeah,
0: but lots of pressure, Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, exactly,
1: Sorry, I think you, but you're, I don't you were gonna continue on with something um around that. oh, question. yeah.
2: I was just gonna say, and like when you're in that situation, you start kind of <laughs> you start wondering if you're crazy. like what is what is wrong with me? That mm-hmm. I, like think my stepchild is this like a villain in a cartoon and uh-huh. it feels like that. I mean, it feels like that. And it did yeah. it definitely did for me. And it's um, I just spent I just spent a couple weeks with the kid. Who um, is about the same age as my stepdaughter when I met her. And, you know, just pulling, he's just pulling kid antics and being a kid. And I was like, how did I let this kind of stuff under my skin so bad? Yeah. Like, why was it? So, but you're so emotionally involved.
0: Involved, you're You're invested. Yeah, yeah. You're so invested. I've answered a lot of uh, DMs actually asking me specifically, "Do you feel like kids are intentionally manipulative?" And I've answered it in more of, I guess, more of a clinical way, Mm -hmm. where, like you said, it's it is a survival mechanism. They have identified Mm -hmm. a way of getting what they need, but it's not necessarily not necessarily malicious. Until right. it is reinforced in a way, like if bio mom is also manipulative as an adult and they see right. like that, like mentality, like, I feel like there's this line that is eventually crossed where they realize once they have that empathy and compa- when they realize that, oh, this is also hurting a person, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like, I feel like as a kid, they don't necessarily understand that, but through their developmental stages, they eventually, that switches over and then it becomes malicious manipulation. (laughs) I feel like it's like a learned behavior in a lot of ways.
2: Mm -hmm. Totally. And uh, yeah, and especially, yeah, because it can be taught. I mean, because it can be learned. And so if you have, you know, if you're the child of, um, a bio mom like, like Dan's ex who, um was very, very controlling, uh, verbally abusive, very emotionally manipulative, and and just very toxic and angry all of the time, Mm. Um, definitely my stepdaughter learned how to, you know, how to model that behavior. Mm. And so she might not understand the repercussions of it. in fact, in some ways, it's really, it's been kind of hard because we can, you know, she has boyfriends now. She's got a boyfriend and we can see her, some of that stuff coming out in her relationship. And Dan mm-hmm. and I are
3: both like... Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And it's so um, it's so heartbreaking because we really, you know, we feel like, well, damn, we failed to stop the cycle. But, but also she's still really young and mm-hmm. she is in counseling. And so we have hope that maybe things will filter. She's very self-aware and she actually has finally reached the point where she... Acknowledges that her childhood and her mother were not like idyllic, mm. and which is <laughs> like, yeah, like, I think that's what,
0: what a lot of stepmoms step. are like waiting for is that, yeah, that um, realization of like oh, it wasn't as what it wasn't as what it seemed, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We actually, I just had a
2: super intense conversation with my stepdaughter a couple weeks ago, and we really don't, I mean, we're friendly. But we're not I wouldn't say that we're close and we don't really have real conversations because i um, I basically learned pretty early on that i could I could either um, parent my stepdaughter or I could have a relationship with her but not both mm. and so we're we're kind of we're friendly but only in as much as I like you know put food in front of her if she comes over for dinner so we really don't we really don't interact one on one very much. Mm-hmm. And um, Dan was out of town, and she stopped by to check up on me, and we ended up talking for like four hours about some hardcore shit. Wow! And um, it was very, it was so weird because we it was like we it's normally all the topics that we kind of dance around, oh, not kind of we absolutely <laughs> we absolutely purposefully dance around, and it was just a real it was such an amazing conversation and just very eye opening and very. Like, hopefully, I think healing, mm-hmm. but I think it was also very eye opening for her because she kind of, I don't think she has quite put together, you know, well, in your 20s, like, it was kind of, you're super self involved still in your mm-hmm. early 20s. And um, I, I don't think she had quite put together yet that her childhood happened to more people than just her, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. if, you know, and I, one of the things I said to her is like, you know, your, the, the conflict between your parents also destroyed 10 years of my life Mm. and my daughter's life Mm -hmm. like it wasn't just you I mean were you in the middle absolutely but you know what kiddo we were all in the middle Mm -hmm. everyone who wasn't your parents was in the middle of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so and I think that was really eye-opening to her to yeah to to kind of like whoa yeah and hadn't thought of that so Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that was kind of a little bit off topic but yeah. yeah so Long answer, long. Um, I, I do think kids can learn that. And I do think that mm. things can change later and for my stepdaughter mm. compared to where things were even just a few years ago. You asked about the teenage years. They were not They were not great. Even though we weren't in the parenting position, she basically refused to talk to either one of us. She wouldn't answer Dan's phone calls. Mm. She wouldn't respond to his texts. She just made it really clear that everything bad in her life was his fault. And I guess by extension, probably mine or possibly mainly my fault because, you know, I exist. And, um, <laughs>
0: Merely, yeah.
2: <laughs> and um, and if, if you would have told me, you know, a few years ago that we're, we would end up where we are right now, I would not have believed you. Like even mm-hmm. three years ago, I would not have believed like high school – going to her high school graduation was like the worst it was like the worst trip
3: oh, <laughs> so it's just just it's because been, it really because it was just of, really
2: well yeah let me let me tell my tell favorite part more, of the yeah. story yeah so we um she was living across the country from us at that time so we flew out to go to her graduation and her uh her folks had a graduation party invited like you know whatever stepdad's co-workers and like neighbors and whatever and um <clears throat> so of course you know my stepdad was introduced like oh this is my dad and this is my stepmom and you could tell by their faces they didn't know that we existed oh wow. they, they thought they thought bio mom and stepdad were her parents <laughs> because that's how they presented it and it was just so, so it was so awkward, awkward but not for
0: me yeah. <laughs> you're like yep I'm and here just, is there wine yeah <laughs> yeah and then I just was like
2: you know what I don't care like I've never just, I just went I just went in hung out by the
3: pool I with, with bio yeah, daughter and
2: you we know, like yeah. hung out and helped ourselves to the top shelf cocktails exactly and, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, it was, but it was just like you know i don't know it was just it was it was less awkward than it could have been but it was it was so um <clears throat> it was a really emotionally exhausting weekend it was also yeah. really frustrating because we showed up and bio mom and stepdaughter like oh Mart and dan welcome to our home and gave us big hugs and we're like what
3: the fuck it was so (laughs)
2: like yeah thank you and I was like oh so you do know how to act appropriately to Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. interesting because you know I was able to really kind of lie to myself for 10 12 14 years about well maybe people just don't understand manners because a lot of people don't understand basic manners sure you make excuses for them being an asshole Right, right, right. Maybe mm-hmm. when I show up at, at my stepdaughter's piano recital and everyone completely ignores me like I'm not even there. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just a manners thing. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Like, maybe they don't understand. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's so it like, oh, you do you know how to act pleasant. So, mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like you said, like, what's the fucking point now? Like, why yeah. bother now? Where was this even five years ago when it could have mm-hmm. actually helped
3: Done your something. damn kid? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah, shake it off, girl. Shake it off. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so it's like and that stuff I don't think will ever change now because now apparently we're friends and so, oh God. uh, I, I, like it's just it's which is kind of I mean we don't talk but mm-hmm. like when we see each but now other the everyone's really is off. Uh, yeah yeah I guess so I guess it, like I don't know I think um I think actually Biomom is going through some major life reassessment, which I think is wonderful for her. And I'm really happy for her. And I'm happy, especially for my stepdaughter, because mm-hmm. this means a better
3: relationship for
2: them. But, you know, it doesn't negate losing a decade of my life to absolute misery. Right. At yeah, her yep, either. Yeah. So, um, so it's hard. So I'm, I'm glad because it definitely could be worse, but it's mm-hmm. also, it's hard to not feel kind of grouchy and sulky about the whole sure, thing. Yeah. And sure. you,
0: and I feel like, you know, hearing all this you've used all of your experiences to create your platform
3: yeah
2: it took me a really long time uh because well First of all, we were in active litigation for so much, so much mm-hmm. of that time mm-hmm. that I just thought, if she ever catches wind of anything, like me writing anything. Mm. Yeah, about- we get
0: asked that a lot if, if our bio moms yeah. know, and we're like, I, do t- hmm, no, I don't think so. I do,
2: t- <laughs> <And more> mama, <laughs> I do too.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. And so that's what I, you know, honestly, my, my concern at this point, given my girl's age is like... Well, they're going to find this shit way sooner than Biomom's going oh, to. Yeah. I'm way more concerned about that. So they don't know? That. They
0: don't know? Oh, no. Oh, no. wow.
2: But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you Google my name, that's the first thing that would come oh, up. Yeah. So I figure well, it's always like, you know, but if that was a name. decision I really... That was a decision, right, <laughs> right, the blessing and the curse. <laughs> so that was kind of a decision I had to make before going forward mm-hmm. as well, you know? And then Dan has always... I always double-check with Dan because my daughter is pretty, she was there and she's very self-aware. And I don't think that she would, like, I think she would get it. Mm -hmm. Um, My stepdaughter, again, because we have kind of an odd relationship. I I don't know how she would take it, but Dan has just been, well, Dan is also an absurd optimist Mm -hmm. um, about things that he has no business being an optimist (laughs) about. But Dan has always steadfastly said, (laughs) he's always said, I really think if she read it, it would be really eye-opening for her in a good way. That's what we say. And mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: so what's I your kind of hit a point? Go ahead.
2: Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. <laughs> you hit a point.
2: Uh, I was going to say, just I just hit a point where I decided I could move forward with it or continue being scared of putting it out there, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I just I, I thought about starting a blog. Um, actually the year we got married so that was 2009 so forever ago and I, I started like a personal blog and I um, occasionally wrote about step parenting not often um, those blogs got so many likes and comments mm-hmm. and I'm like how are people even finding me like this is mm-hmm. like like basically my mom reads this blog and no one, my mom <laughs> and a couple <laughs> cousins read this blog and no one else you know but they found me and so I just kind of and and I just kind of, I don't know, I guess I kept thinking someone is going to start saying the stuff that I want to say, mm. but no one ever did. Mm-hmm. And so finally I was like, fine, I fucking guess I'm supposed to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Get radical, girl. <laughs> uh-huh. <That's right. laughs>
0: so, yeah, so I do, and I just, I
2: guess I, I get really frustrated with, God love those stepmoms who are like, oh you know, my stepdaughter throws her arms around my neck and then I know it's all worth it. And I'm like, what about the rest of us?
3: Yeah, Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a
2: lot of stepkids aren't real keen on their step uh-huh. And also, I really feel like there's, um, like with this new stepmom coaching stuff, I feel like there's a disproportionate amount of Expectation that the stepmom is supposed to be the person who makes everything work.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
2: disagree with that. Yes. I, the more I understand about step family dynamics, the more I understand oh, no, step parenting is an ecosystem. It is not an island. You are not, it, it is not on you to figure out how to make this work. It is on everybody. And yes. I'm including the step kids in that. Mm-hmm. And no one is really talking about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just feel like also like our, our story is not pretty mm-hmm.
0: and I don't
2: think it makes us less of a family. Exactly. And I yes. will fight anybody who does. Yep. And I don't think that my role as a step parent is any less valid because it took my stepdaughter a long time and I a long time to find our way.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I don't, that doesn't negate our relationship and it doesn't make me a failure as a stepmom, which Mm -hmm. for a really long time I definitely thought it did. And I for sure thought, you know, if we're not blending it's my fault. I'm fucking up. I'm doing everything wrong. Mm -hmm. It's this is a hundred percent my fault. Like things were a lot easier. And they were I I was I'm in the unfortunate position where objectively they were actually a lot easier (laughs) for Jan before I came into the picture and said things like I don't know. honey, I mean, why don't you see your daughter more often when it's in the paperwork? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're asking the hard so, questions.
0: How dare you? <laughs> right.
2: Right. So, um, but he just says, you know, again, his optimism, he's like, you know what, it would have blown up sooner or later. Like you, you might have, you might have been a, like a catalyst, but at some point he said, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have seen my daughter at all right that's mm-hmm. what would have happened that's mm-hmm. what would have happened and it would have happened sooner mm-hmm. and i was like oh well, i again thanks for your optimism dan <laughs> really really love you so <laughs> yeah so yeah i just so that's how blended w papay was born i, I really mm-hmm. don't think there's a lot of help out there for um families who are dealing with a high conflict X yeah. and then there's so much pressure on that like hashtag co-parenting done right and uh, everybody in like their goals. matching fucking jerseys at the yeah, soccer
1: game and stuff I am and, like, doing that a is, slow clap <laughs> right
2: now yes uh, yeah Thank I you. just can't that it's just not I, like that is the teeny tiniest fraction And I think people don't understand like I don't have obviously statistics on us but that has to be, you guys, it has to be the teeniest, tiniest fraction mm-hmm, yeah, of blended yeah. families. Mm-hmm. And, and I think more, more of us are dealing with the high conflict stuff, but what is publicized all the time mm-hmm. is that shit. Mm-hmm, and yeah. then it makes us feel even more like we're feeling like, well, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And, and so we're told all the time, like, oh... Compromise more with your co parent, and like it's all for the sake Try of the kiddos. Friendship and yes. Stay in your yep. lane, stay in your lane. Right, just don't disengage. <laughs> yeah, stay in your lane. <laughs> and like, and you, so in, and then in doing that, it turns out if you're in a high conflict situation, if you stay in your lane and you continue to compromise, you're actually making things worse. Yes, you're Because the only way to reduce high conflict is with better boundaries. Mm-hmm. And again, no one's talking about that. And it yeah. drives me crazy. Right. And I, we are, the you, wonder, <laughs> we, all, the three of us yeah, <laughs> are, you guys are, we're laying it down. You, this is why we're soul
3: sisters.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is why, because you guys get it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really wonder how much that other advice set us back.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: mm-hmm. or reading those books and there's, there's more info out there now than there was mm-hmm. when I became a stepmom, yeah. but it still isn't, um, I still don't really see anyone saying, well, a couple new Instagram accounts. But for the most part, like, as far as a wide platform, really people still aren't saying the stuff. Mm-hmm. There still is this expectation, like, oh, well, if you're, like, if you're doing it right, you'll be rewarded with the endless love of your stepkid and mm-hmm. uh, apparently a matching jersey at their soccer mm-hmm. game. <laughs> and yeah. It will be great because, of course, everyone wants what's best for the kids. You know what? Some people don't. Some people actually would rather their children suffer if it makes them right. Mm -hmm. And that is an unfortunate, unfortunate truth of humanity, but you know, there, there it is. Mm -hmm. And, and guess what? parents in that situation fucking need way worse help than the other kinds of (laughs) things. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And just this, this, um, this pressure, this expectation to be friends with the co-parent or the. Whoever oh, you're my parenting God. with, and yeah. and and that it, that is the answer to what the child needs, and that's not realistic. No, it's not. it's mm-hmm. not, and it's no, not the scenario it, that everyone's nope. going to have.
0: Yeah, if I'm and not that's gonna, okay. if I'm not gonna be
2: with that right. person, and like, I mean, I have an ex. You know, my my daughter has a dad mm-hmm. that I'm not with, and we, I mean, we don't really ever really co-parented because he didn't really super care about parenting, period. But um. It, you know, we didn't need to be best friends to coordinate on things like medical care. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it Mm -hmm. didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And we were able to do that perfectly. Are we each other's favorite person? No. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we would still be together. Mm -hmm. Can we work together like a business relationship? Yes, because we're fucking adults. Mm -hmm. It's not that Mm hard. It really isn't that hard. Mm -hmm. When you're both reasonable adults, you can actually have a Business relationship of raising a child together mm-hmm. without a bunch of drama. Yes, it's when you're dealing with someone who acts like a child and throws tantrums that that problems come in. Yeah,
0: that's my conflict. Yeah, my,
2: yeah, yeah. And my ex, I mean, and we did not have a particularly amicable, amicable breakup. And he cheated on me with stepmom number one, mm. and. You know, we, and so, so they would come together to pick up my daughter, and I'd be like, oh, just like smoke coming out of my ears. And you know what? We still managed to be polite mm-hmm. in front of my kid, mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. We did just fine. Was it easy to do that? No, but you can do it. And so I just don't um, – when you're in a situation where people are unable to do that, that is, and I don't think, by the way – like, I'm not trying to cheat our own horn. Like, I don't think we're superhumans or anything like, oh, aren't we amazing that we rose above? I just no. think we're pretty normal. I think we're pretty normal humans who had a kid together and understood don't fight in front of the kid, you yeah. know, like not rocket science. Uh-huh. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is why we get so mad when someone just can't do that because it shouldn't be that right. hard to put your child... Uh, ahead and and keep your own emotions at bay like it's like figure it the fuck out (laughs) already
2: well and I think the problem is too when you're dealing with someone who's high conflict most of the time I mean for us bio mom a hundred thousand percent believed that everything she said and did was in my stepdaughter's best Mm -hmm. interest and we were the ones costing her her having she I will like I uh, I mean there's a, there's a, uh, there's a lot of honesty I will dish out about Biomom but I will say I don't believe for a second there was ever a moment that she didn't think that she I think she always believed she was doing what was right for her daughter mm-hmm. and I do genuinely believe she thought she was protecting her daughter how in the way that she was dysfunctional yes Mm-hmm. But I think that her intentions, as twisted, you know, they, I think they came from a good place, even though they were very twisted in execution. Mm-hmm. So, That's um, very and and didn't, well, I, you know, I maybe maybe I'm just rationalizing it because mm-hmm. otherwise, like, my
0: brain just cannot absolutely, comprehend yeah. You don't want to think that I it's out of malicious. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, but I do. I, but I think that because I, when you when you have a dysfunctional. You know, when you have your own dysfunction that you're dealing with, you don't look at the world in an emotionally normative way. Mm -hmm. You don't look at your parent-child relationship in an emotionally normative way. And so what makes sense to you isn't maybe emotionally normative or healthy. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So anyway um Especially before my <laughs> soapbox i love it
1: <laughs> before we um
0: wrap up we did want to kind of um what is what what's your vision for blended family frappe and how can people find you what's happening next for you what's going on
2: uh, let's see so, so people can find me at blendedfamilyfrappe.com and that's the same handle on instagram and i also have an extremely underutilized facebook page that i'm really trying to be better about ours too a, I Ours a, too. A,
3: yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: not I, just well I, I i like instagram so much that yeah. it's hard for me to pay attention to facebook me too um so for the plow but really i mean so i'm on social but i mean i'm a, a writer so the bulk of my content is on my website so i have a, like a jillion blogs on there i have a, a book on how to disengage so if you're if you're at a point where you're like i just need to get out of my head and I need to understand like I need to take a step back from this Mm -hmm. and you're like yeah sure disengage but how does that work I actually wrote that book because that is the book I most wanted when I was a stepmom sure yeah don't take it personally tell me how Mm -hmm. next tell me how so I wrote that book so I have that up and then I have another book coming out Uh, hopefully by the time this episode airs uh called Blended is Badass That is just (sighs) Kind of a collection of personal essays on my stepmotherhood journey oh. and talking about how we kind of have these preconceptions about family life that I think stand in the way of us being able to feel positive about being mm-hmm. in a family. Love and it. I think that is probably, if I could just pick one obstacle to us feeling like a family, it would be my perception that we weren't quite a real family mm-hmm. and so again another deep regret and mm-hmm. but you just again you don't know you don't yeah, know what you, you don't, don't know, know.
0: You don't. Yeah. How, so, um, um, how are people so that, well,
2: that's gonna it's not like exactly a how-to book but it is just uh just my own thoughts on a whole bunch of shit.
0: So. Awesome. How do people how do people get a hold of or get a hand get their hands on the book? Is it an ebook? Is it on Amazon? Will it do you have to buy from your website? Like how do people get it? I think yeah, on my on my website
2: and I think I probably am going to I might put it on Amazon. I really have I have kinda of mixed feelings. We'll see. We'll sure. see. <laughs> um but for sure on my website. And then um this year I also want to start putting out some more video workshops and stuff that cool. I think are more um specific to particular issues so um I told you about the one that Dan is doing with <laughs> how yeah. to pull your head out yeah workshop for everyone's husbands perfect um, or wives like that's for stepdads gosh a lot of stepdads are like oh my god my wife is such a pushover like how can I get her to <laughs> yeah. so I think for for any biological parent in a blended family head is up there up their yahoo uh-huh. um and then and a couple other things, like I want to talk about, uh, I guess I don't need to list off all my workshops, but anyway.
0: So that's <laughs> You're it, full that's of stuff. Plan. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yay.
2: And as always, continuing on Instagram uh-huh. and uh, continue. And I have a newsletter that is free that goes out on Sundays, Sanity Sundays. And um, yeah, and that's it. And I try to get a blog out every week and sometimes I don't do that, but most weeks I'm pretty good about
0: it. Cool. Awesome. Full of great content. Sounds
2: amazing. Thank you. Thanks, lady. Yeah.
0: Well, we have enjoyed chatting with you. Absolutely. <laughs> I Me think, too. I think we should do this again sometime.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. Cool. There's, honestly, we could probably talk, I mean, for hours and yes. hours. Oh, yeah. Yes. So. There's
1: so much to cover.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe we'll take so a trip to, to your, you're in uh, Min- uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Kind of- yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to visit me,
2: obviously you should come while I'm in
0: Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
2: Yeah. go to Minnesota. It's still
0: winter there. <laughs> yeah. It's, might be a little too cold for us. Gannett hates the cold. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'm down for Vegas. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. Um, it's been a thanks pleasure. Yeah. Thanks
1: for having me. Yeah. Yeah, it was super
0: fun
2: talking to you ladies, and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch soon. All right. Absolutely. You soon. Thank you.
1: Bye thank you for listening to radical stepmoms if you enjoyed this episode please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas you can also follow us on our instagram page at radical stepmoms podcast or if you have any questions or ideas we would love to hear from you and you can email us at radical stepmoms podcast at gmail.com